Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the podcast. You know the websites. Yes, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you enjoy a determiner. Anyway, uh, we have, of course, Mike Rickberg and Sarah Cohen just sang the theme song, Good Times. Mike will sing again at the end. So uh, you could go and go to MikeRickberg.com and look at his magical musical moments. And then Vilmos, he fixes the, uh, the, the, the website, right? Right? If you need a website built, go to Vilmos. And then Patrick Brady, going to fix this audio. Good for him. And he is part of their four productions and does uh, good work there, too. Link on the notes. The notes are at darkforest.com, which is the Libsyn thing. The comments aren't working, people. I've turned them off. Too many bots. Uh, can't deal. So if you want to make a comment, you can go to allthingscomedy.com to the Dork Forest page there. It's a SoundCloud kind of thing. But the links don't work there. Yeah, feel free to go nine different vet websites. And then, of course, you can get the, the audio. You can listen to it on jackiecation.com, darkforest.com, allthingscomedy.com, or what you're probably doing, iTunes, like people. Anyway, JackieCation.com has my stand-up dates. Those are all coming. And I'm doing uh, Acon, Anime Con at uh, uh, the Dallas, in Dallas, uh, in, in a month or so. And that's neat. And, uh, I wanna do, I wanna do Live Dork Forests, and I'm doing Limestone Fest, which is a Live Dork Forest in Bloomington, Indiana. And then I'm doing stand-up everywhere in their grandmother, and feel free to go to JackieCation.com to find that out. There's merch, of course. Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts, Dork Forest t-shirts with, uh, the Aragorn quote, and um hoodies you can pre-order. And then there's a donation button on probably everything except for allthingscomedy.com. Everyone should give me $100 a year. That's my theory. And if you don't have $100 a year, that's fine. Uh, j- g- give me whatever you want or just tell your friends to listen to the show. Anyway, uh, you've all done vital work. I think I've knocked everything out. Oh, and Amazon. You, If you order through JackieCation.com on Amazon, uh, you can somehow I get a kickback. I, it hasn't happened yet. But if you figure out how to do it, tell me. But now, enough of this. Chris Gore is sitting here very politely. Hello, Chris Gore. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. First of all, I can't believe you read that like you weren't reading it. It didn't seem like you were reading all of that. I mean, you right. had that written word for word. Exactly. It was, it was brilliant. I, you know what? I haven't written it down yet. You haven't? Which is why it ran two minutes. Because the worst thing is, is I hear myself doing that on yeah. my own podcast. So it's like, there's just too many plugs. It's, I, I feel like I want to make it easy for people, but yeah. like listening to you doing it, it's like, oh my God, that's me. That's right. me doing all my plugs. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's you daunting. It. Yeah, it's daunting. And I, I feel like if I wrote it out, I could somehow tighten it up to like 45 seconds to a minute. That was pretty tight though. It was really, I mean, there was nothing like where, where do you cut? I mean, right. you I don't know what info. To, you were yeah. honest about it. Right. You, you talked about the whole comments thing uh, and not working on lips in the box. Right. Which needed to be addressed because a couple right. of people have emailed me and they're like, Hey, I wanted to leave a comment. And I'm like, I can't. Uh, and then there's on Facebook, there's a Ranger of the Dork Forest page that a fan made that people are just talking to each other on. If you want to go be a dork ranger, you can uh, go on Facebook to that thing. And if you aren't, just email me, Jackie at Jackie Cation, and then I'll just say, hey, you're right, <laughs> usually. But you have a podcast called Pod Crash. That's true. Where you crash other people's podcasts. That's the point. That's the point. Well, the point of the show is really to give people a taste of 
other shows is so that they can, they can, they, they, I'm, I'm the whole thread is I'm the guest right. on every show, but then they get a taste of, Oh, all different types of shows. Right. Some of them are comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. are shows about sex. <gasps> Some are sex shows sex, for or yeah. against. Uh, yes. Most of them in favor, in favor of sex. Good yeah. for them. Good yeah. for them for taking a stand. I've been on a show with two French female wrestlers. I was on a show. So it's like, it's like every, wow. every, I was on a show called wheel nerds about guys who ride motorcycles who are, Nerds. Oh, cool. You would love that show. Yeah, they, yeah. They would love you. Right. Together yeah. we could make a beautiful, uh, nerd dork crossover. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, w- we've met any number of times, Chris Gord. You, yes. of course, attack of the show. I think I've mispronounced your name more than the times we've run into each other. Oh, that's fine. Did you ethnic it up? Do you, people like to ethnic it up. They like to go uh, Cashian, Cashian. Right. They like to do something about that. My dad, uh, he just went Cashian, like vacation. Right. No yeah. vey. Oh my Let's gosh. That's a yeah. great way to remember it. Yeah. Vacation. Like vacation. Right. Staycation. That's what I do every year. I do a, what? Anyway. So, um, I'm going to have a cashew. There's nuts in the cashews. Don't worry about it. Uh, that, if you're allergic. This, the spread here is amazing. It's nice. There's I'm going to tweet a picture of this. Dove dark chocolates, which have uh, dark promises. Uh, they have like little fortunes inside. And so if you have a dove dark chocolate, uh, you have to read it in a dark, dark voice. Really? Yes. Worth the Really? Yes. We'll have to read one of those later. Possibly. If there's justice. Now you're dorkdom. Yes. You were like, it could be anything. And I'm like, yeah, but what is it? And, yeah, uh, that's and, true. and you, you mentioned what I've decided for the, for the purposes of today's show, because of course you're a diamond, you're a Renaissance dork. You've got it all going on. Um, we're going to go JJ Abrams. Yes. Let's talk about the fact that now he is in charge of the two largest science fiction fantasy franchises Ever. in the universe, Star Wars Let's and Star Trek. Let's pretend that I can't remember anything. Let's pretend that, right? right? Uh, who is he? I know J.J. Well, J. J. Abrams, you uh, know, from the television. And from television, right? From He's television, done everything. Alias and Lost and a million other things. And this is why I feel like I think people um, that come from the realm of television, I think, have ended up becoming better filmmakers because I feel like you exercise your writing muscles more. You get more feedback. Oh, because of the number of episodes and the number of – Right. Number of episodes, but also feedback. I feel like feedback from an audience, whether it be reviews from critics, whether it be, you know, Oh, and ratings, television more instantaneous than instantaneous movies? Instantaneous feedback. You can go, oh, that wasn't a great episode. Oh, here's what. And I feel like you're learning, whereas like a screenwriter or a filmmaker, uh, screenwriters generally get a film like from concept to on the screen. Five about years? Seven years is average. Seven. Yeah, seven is average. So, so you're not getting that kind of instant feedback. So I kind of feel like some of the better filmmakers have become – come from the world of TV. Right. I think that his reinvention of the Star Trek universe. Did you like that? I did like it. I did. Right. I like the idea that it's like he changed the timeline, so he didn't negate the thing that like it would drive nerds crazy to like. What do you mean none of that really happened? Kirk fought a Gorn, you know, like <laughs> like all of that would be upsetting. And the fact that he changed the timeline is like, well, these are just going to be new stories with the same characters you love. I think was brilliant. What he's going to do with Star Wars, I don't know. I just hope that there's not lens flares or time travel. Although there with could Star be. with Star Wars with Star Wars yes. now, wh- why? Why do you fear lens flares? What because are lens flares? Lens flares. I mean, if you, if you watch that? that first Star Trek, he's just such okay. a, a fan of the – it's basically a light pointed at the lens, which is technically something you're not so – you're told in film school never to do. You never okay. point the light at the lens because it creates a flare. He used it as a look for Star Trek. Okay. So um, it, it – some people – I only thought, saw the Star Trek movie once, Chris Pine, did, right? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it, but I saw G.I. Joe Retaliation the other night and I enjoyed that. Right. So know in your heart that I will watch a test pattern if it changes colors often enough. Well, are you a Star Trek fan? I am, but I'm, uh, uh, old school, like what? Uh, original series, 
and um, Next Trek and Voyager. I didn't like Deep Space Nine as much just because uh, I'm wrong. I understand. You're wrong. No, I, I I also am not a fan of Deep Space Nine. Just because it never went anywhere. It never went anywhere. Yeah, because they're like we're on a space station. And and as much as I love the Ferengi, and because uh, I'm Armenian, uh, I can't. Uh, Aren't they the Armenians of the galaxy? That's what I, that's what my brother my brother yeah. was. He was like they're just I'm like Quark. Armenian. Are you Quark? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I love. I mean, I love Star Trek, and I love Star Trek more than than not. I yes, I would have to say I, I'm more of a Star Trek dork than, than a Star, than Star Wars. Wars dork. Really? Just because I like the hope that is in Star Trek more than Star Wars is just it's you know stormtroopers and ninjas and and fighting and and it's right. awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm on board, people. But um, but Star Trek has like. We're growing. We're growing as a people. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I've always liked that also. I feel that though J.J. Abrams turned Star Trek into Star Wars. Kind of. It's much more action-y. It's much more, yeah, it's a lot more. What did, um, Matt Weinhold wrote possibly the best diatribe about how much he didn't like the Star Trek movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, he was right on all points and I'll mm. put a link to it in the notes, but, um, he, but I still enjoyed it. I still liked it. He, he didn't like, um, he thought that the giant drill from space felt more like a, um, an aliens thing or, a um, I, uh, I forget the, it might've been an X five. I forget what the analogy was, but it wasn't Star Trek enough. Mm-hmm. It was more action movie enough. Well, yeah, with the whole space diving thing, I think is very Star Wars. It's, it's, it's the action. I mean, there's even sort of a rip directly from the original Star Wars. I'm talking about before they retitled it a new hope where Kirk is, on his motorcycle looking over at them building the Enterprise, sort oh, of right. contemplating his future to some soaring emotional score. <laughs> Is right Luke Skywalker looking at the twin sons of Tatooine wishing he'd get off the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Same same movie. So I so I um you know, I'm I'm I just feel like it's sort of like if I have to go JJ Abrams or George Lucas, I gotta go JJ. So oh, yeah. I think episode seven I, I I'm excited about it and I'm I have, excited. I have hope for it. I have a lot of hope for it. I feel like, yeah, I do also, and I feel like I miss liking Star Wars. I mean, yeah. like after the prequels were so, I don't know what you thought of them. No, I didn't even see the third one. I couldn't do it. Really? And that was the best of the three, I'm told. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you really yeah, yeah, you it was, checked out. I checked out. And all, all I did was, and I own, you know how you had to buy the box set, all, the box set to get the original three uh-huh. um, DVD? Because I had them on, I had the original VHSs. That I would yeah. watch over and over and over again because they're awesome, and I right. am a toddler, uh, and yeah. so I'll watch a movie over and over. But yeah, I do miss that. I miss the. I miss liking it. Right. I miss the thing. It's almost like put the movies aside for a minute. I miss the checking the internet to see if there's any information. I miss the <laughs> talking to my friends saying, "Did you hear the toys are going to be out at uh, Target's mm-hmm. getting them at six a.m." Mm-hmm. You know, I miss the frenzy surrounding it. Now, I don't. I'm not. I don't buy stuff. Like you, I, oh, you don't do a lot nah, of collecting of stuff. Just, well, I've. I feel like I've done all my collecting. I feel like now for anything to even because you know it's sort of like I, I would say like, are you a hoarder if you have a lot of stuff, but it's all alphabetized and yep. organized? Mm-hmm, but I still mm-hmm. have too much stuff because I've moved recently a couple times, and right. in the two moves, I'm like, yeah. I need less things. So I just don't buy stuff now. It's just, right. And if, or if I buy it, sort of like one of the, my rule with clothes is if I get a new shirt, I got to take one off the rack. Oh, there so you go. Gotta, so it's like that way you have the same amount, but you're, you're trading out your. Yeah. Andy you know. is uh, living in constant fear that I'm going to uh, recycle, give to Goodwill or throw away something that he's collecting. Oh, you would so. never do that. 
No, I would not. I wouldn't do it just because the, it's his stuff, A. Right. Uh, right. I'm not going to throw away his stuff. I yeah. will stack it right, somewhere. Right. Organize oh, it. I will. There will be a place where he will find a stack of items. Right. Display it correctly. And, uh, yeah. Uh, he's gotta be in charge of displaying stuff, cause I'm, and, and it's funny, cause when we moved in together, the comic book parade that came through here. Oh, did he have long boxes? How many long boxes? Oh, he's got thousands of comic books, and he said, you'll never see him, I promise, cause I was like, the hell is happening? Here? Oh, but as, as, as collectors, we count by long boxes. I have he's six got, long boxes. Okay, he's got, uh, and, and he said that he bought, oh, hey. Oh, wait, we have a caller. We have a caller. Oh, we have a caller. <laughs> um, what's, what's your question for Jackie? Hi, I'm Bill from, uh, from St. Louis. Uh, yeah, Jackie, uh, did, have you ever, uh, thrown out anything of Andy's? Uh, that's it. Hey, love the show. Thanks. <laughs> that, uh, you, that might be a little hot for Patrick. Okay. Uh, so, um, well, what, yeah, I, what, what I did was I did ask him, uh, probably a year ago or two years ago, I said, will you do me a favor and go through your boxes? Go through right. the comics. And, cause I am on board. I am reading, 40 comics a month. I like to read them. I, I'm not a, I don't like really you don't collect. Keep them? Well, I don't, I mean, like, there's some that I've like, well, I've, cause I read them every year, like Watchmen, I'll read once a year. The Dark, okay. the Dark Knight Returns. Oh, but you'll do the reread. Good. I'll reread. So these are ones I reread and they're usually in, in, you know, hardcover when they, oh, when right, they right. The, republish the, them. Sure. So I'm not so much a collector as a, Reader, and then like I give a lot of comics away. Yeah. And now they're worthless. It sucks. Like the just the general value of comics, unless they're like some of the you know. Action unless comics, there's you know. one. <laughs> right, right, right. Unless it's rare, but the comics are not rare anymore. There's they are whole, rare. And yeah. I told him, I said, I, I, I asked him, I said, will you go through your comics and keep three categories of comics and try to get rid of these other comics? And he goes, okay, what three categories? And I said, well, ones that you'll reread. Right. One day, whether you have or will, I, I feel but like if you An- feel like you will. I feel like Andy and I could do a podcast just for collectors because I am li- literally um, organizing stuff and cleaning. Is I'm as passionate about that as I am as my love of pornography. <laughs> I, I I love you have a love of pornography. Oh, of course, who doesn't? When you know? Okay, all I right. Mean, I mean, you could have been a porn dork. I've never had a porn dork. Huh? I. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, I know a lot about porn just from having, like, my first job in high school. I lied about my age, and I was 16 years old and said, yeah, I'm Here? 18. In, in Michigan. Oh, in Michigan. Michigan. I lied about my age, said I was 18 when I was 16. I worked at a video store that carried pornography. So I've sort of seen the history ah. of, well, going from the old, old days of VHS, right. where movies were shot on film right. and had stories, <laughs> and women... Well, women were more natural back then. Women looked like uh, women instead of uh, something else, right? Exactly. Nobody had their boobs bolted on. Right. They didn't and, have the uh, bolted on. And and, and their asses yeah. were built up from the ground. Right. And they had their own sort of dork forest, if you hear what I'm saying. Right, right. I guess that there's no hair now. There's a lot of well, uh, there's yeah. a lack of hair. Everybody's just squeaking against each other hairlessly. Not, yeah, not a fan of it. No, 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 not a no, fan. No. I have a theory that the bearded youth movement was started because even 19-year-old men are like, you don't have any hair down there? I'm going to bring it. Because I can't go down there. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to have sex with a nine-year-old. So yeah, let's, that's, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah. I feel the same way. I'm like, okay, as a one-time thing, maybe as a like as a fetish. Fine, but like at, to have that be a regular thing, I don't know. And I just women. A lot of women are into that these days, and I'm not in favor. Yeah, I will yeah. request. I'll request something else it's from the menu. Definitely, it's a it's it's a young woman's game. It's a under. Yes. If you look around, all the women under thirty, they don't have any pubic hair. But right. uh, but. 
I know and, I've and heard of someone lasering it off, lasering it off. Right. Just calling. What it. if you, yeah. What, yeah just, <laughs> just calling it. It's like, ah, I don't want to deal with that anymore. Ever. Done. Yeah. Electrolysis. Done. Yeah. Genetics. And, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, um, you know, you know, you need eyebrows to keep sweat out of your eyes. I'm uncertain the purpose of pubic hair to keep sweat out of your, your parts. I don't know. But, and then men folk, I guess men are trimming it way back, way right. back. And, right. uh. Well, that serves another purpose. Making your penis look larger. Does it make it look larger? Well. Because it comes out of the, but it's always nice to find a penis. Right. Uh, you're just like, oh my God, where is it? Oh, there it is. Awesome. <laughs> your forest is large, sir. <laughs> and, uh, that's, I don't, and, yeah, whatever. Uh, we're all uncomfortable now. Anyway, yes, just, yes, just exactly. Where is this conversation going? I we start talking about comics. AJ Abrams talking about yeah, yeah. So yes, I knew that this would happen. We just one topic to kick well, and up. that's what it is. We tend to weed off a little bit in the forest, right? But the collecting thing, like I've always been a like I was I was as a kid. This is this is how nerdy I am. I well, a couple of things that made me nerdy as a kid was. Um, I would clean my room once a week and look forward to it on Fridays. Oh, clean and organize. Okay. Secondly, I built a movie theater in the basement of my house using my mom's laundry chute. I cut a hole in the drywall and I put a Super 8 projector in there. Uh-huh. Um, this is before VHS, right? Right, this is right. Like in the so you had a 70s. projection booth? I had a projection booth in <laughs> – no, I did. I had a projection booth in the basement. Then I ran a little wire to a speaker so that you couldn't hear the – Click, 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 click of the projector. Oh. So you could just watch the movie. And I, the neighborhood kids would come over. I was like eight, nine years old and we would, I would show movies to how them. How long, how long did you have that? I, no. well, I, I mean, that was in until my mom sold that house. So right, right. high school, but I always had that, you know, that was like where I would show my super eight sound movies. And so you had a super eight camera yes, and I did. shot movies when you were a kid. I made movies when I was a kid. I made like all kinds of, I mean, none of them are on IMDb. No, but I did make. You were a, a child. You I, get to. I made a fake documentary called "Cafeteria Food: The Untold Story," which <laughs> nice. was. I love that. It was trays of food. It was set up like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I had all the days of the week with a tray of food in the menu, and the tray the food was made from clay. It was, and then I did clay okay. animation with the food, kind of. Just stop motion. Stop motion, weird anime. I've done stop motion since I was. Do you still nine. have those? I have transferred them to VHS. I should digitally transfer them and upload them to YouTube. That's what people want to see. They yeah. want to see. It's, <laughs> have you ever, works. have you ever heard of a program called Get Mortified? What's Get Mortified? It's, uh, it's essentially where you show or do something that you created when you were a child. Oh wow! I have a I, lot of that stuff. Yeah, they. It, I have like it's, two hours worth of movies I made from you know time I was little to yeah, high school. You wouldn't. Uh, you should talk to the mortified people because wow. uh, that I, would be. What? I've written many things down on this card since I've been here. This is how I know I'm on a really good podcast. <laughs> I'm taking notes. You should take notes about things you want to do. Taking, although this show, but, this uh, will probably be in the sh- in the show notes. So, uh, you do show get, notes for your show. I, I do do show notes and, and get mortified. I will link that. That'll oh be, my God, that'll get be excited. Mortified. I am so down with that. Cause uh, what I have is, uh, and I've submitted it and they haven't uh, been interested uh, to hear me reading from my journal from when I was 13 and I wrote to Sigmund Freud cause I thought I was crazy. Really? Yes. Cause I saw an episode of MASH. I don't know if you ever saw that episode of MASH where, no, uh, well, Sidney Freeman, Sidney Freeman wrote to Sigmund Freud. That was his, that's who he wrote to. And my dad called me crazy, uh, one time and I was like, maybe I am crazy. And, and so, so I started and it was when I was, I believe I was about 11 or 12 when I started my journal and I, and I wrote it until I was in my twenties. I've, 
I bet it's hilarious. You should make that. Parts of it are very, very funny and parts of it are super boring. Make that an album only track on your next uh, CD. I'm serious. A reading reading? of it. Like actually do the reading. I'm working on my next album actually. So that should be, but it's an album only track. You can only get that. So you can't buy that individually. Oh, interesting. That's album only. See, I feel like that's what the comedians are doing now is a little, you'll see most of them like, like, like a bonus track that's only on the hard copy of the album. Well, it's only if you buy the whole album. Oh, I see. Right? So it's like you'll see. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's the trend. That's oh, the trend. I like album that. only. I like that. Mm-hmm. Album only mm-hmm. tracks. And it's, it's usually a story. It's something that's not like a st- like a, a bit, you know, it's right. like something. So that would be perfect. How long is the essay? Oh, uh well the the journal um Don't yeah, read I don't it. Know. No, don't read it here. No, I don't know. Don't I read don't it know here because Dork Forest is and and ever shall be free. Yes. Yes, so it is. It's a, it's a free podcast. Right. I mean, just skip the first two minutes. Just go to <laughs> JackieCation.com because that's where everything is. That's where it's we all true. Everything, everything is JackieCation.com and then all the tentacles go from there. But, right. But then, but then skip the first two minutes because unless, you know, although hearing you do that rant, I feel like someone could animate that and you could turn that into a video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that could be, that could be on the, well, cause you know, I do the teaser clips now on YouTube as well where I take a clip out of the, uh-huh. out of the show. And then, um, you Pat- do a video and I do, well, Patrick has created like a little background image where oh, we nice. show a picture of you and then we oh. show a picture of your dorkdom. Oh, so, well, uh, just did David Hunsberger's one that dropped this very week wow. and he, and the, and the clip was the one about how he likes to smell right behind a horse's nostrils. Cause that's the, where the best, that's the best part of a horse for smelling horses because they eat a lot of grass and it smells like fresh grass. Huh. I just, I, I would not have. Guess the grass part. Yeah, he's a uh, he was a horse dork. It turns out, uh, wow. David Hunsberger. Well, but it's weird. It's a we, great episode. But where are we like dorks of many shades? I mean, all this like oh, yeah. just sort of like I mean, I consider myself dork. movie dork. Probably is my biggest thing being movie DVD. Yeah, nerd, nerd. but then everything sort of comes from that to like Star Trek, Star Wars. Then you know collecting things, and I like to mod things. I'm definitely a mod dork. I mod. oh really? Well, if you see my car parked right in front of your house. You might get if you live in Los Angeles. Yes. Or any you might one day see it. Large metropolitan arena. You might get a scrape on the side of your car once if you park. Oh right. So I got a scrape on the side of my car and I was all these people like, oh, I can fix that for four hundred bucks, six hundred bucks to get it fixed. I'm like, six hundred bucks. I mean, now when I get any sort of dent or ding on my car, I think that's not a dent. It's battle damage. Oh, it's very nice. Damage. But nice. what I but I did because this was a very distinct scrape, I bought these vinyl bats off of Etsy and I there's a swarm of bats, so I it was meant to sort of put on a wall and some as some sort of goth decoration. Yeah. I took the swarm and I bought. I asked the person who made them to make another swarm going the opposite direction. And on the back, um, you know, the the back quarter panel, there's a swarm of bats coming off my back tire, covering the scrape, Excellent. but then also making kind of a badass design. And then of course I have the bat logo and in, in on the front of the vehicle, and then inside I, all the anything you could push as a button, mm-hmm, I just put mm-hmm. a bat logo on it. And, like a Batman logo. Logo? Yes, or? a Batman logo. It's the Batman. It's Batman. Yeah, I've turned You're my car into the Batman? Batmobile. Yeah. Are you pro Batman? I oh, I love Batman. That's why. Those do are you like love my things like Batman, Star Wars, zombies, porn. Like it's all like these are my. They're all connected. Yeah, yeah. I wonder and, if they're all. And comedy also like being a comedy dork, but that's just from like watching Saturday Night Live as a kid. Then before before VCRs, right? Before I had a VCR, I would record. Um, television onto cassette tapes and listen to it. Oh, very nice. That's what a nerd I, but, but then also I would like, it got to the point where I was sneaking my cassette recorder, which was like a big thing. We're not talking about <laughs> right, right. You know, it was like a this tabletop. Big. Yeah, yeah, the like, long, sort of like narrow sneak, ones. Yeah, I would sneak it into movie theaters and I would record movies because I could, because I wanted the soundtrack. Right. Okay. How, 
I feel like when you alter aspects of your life in that way, like you're so obsessed That's with something. That's a lot. But That's here's the lot. thing. John DeBoer was the first one who hooked his, in, in my life, this mm-hmm. guy, early episode of The Dork Forest, if you want to listen to John DeBoer, uh, he took his VHS machine and hooked it up to his tape player and then <gasps> ripped the audio. Oh, I know what he did! That's awesome! And ripped, and, and, I did gigs with him. We did a, we did a weekend together where we drove in his truck and we listened to a shitload of episodes of Cheers. Yeah, and what's he just great did. about those, what's great about those sitcoms is you can listen to them. You don't need to see them. They're not particularly visual. <laughs> well, what right? I did I mean, was can... I got so addicted to it. I did it to like, I did it for all the star, the first three Star Wars movies, uh-huh. the two good Indiana Jones movies, uh, a boatload of Frank Capra movies. Um, I did it for LA Story and I just started doing it for all of my favorite movies <laughs> because okay. then I could, cause I was driving everywhere for like three or four years. I did 35 weeks a year on the road driving and I had a tape deck this in my car. This is before podcasts. It's before podcasts, right? Yes. Oh, yep. Because podcasts now is like, if I know I've got a five hour drive, oddly, I look forward to it. It's like, Good Think of all you, the man. podcasts because I want to catch up. I usually do marathons. You know, I'll just do listen. What, like what podcast do you episodes. listen to that that the Rangers might enjoy? It. I well, of course, WTF with Mark Maron. Um, mm-hmm. another show I would warn a DVD ASA with DVD Asa. ASA. It's David Cho, Asa Akira, who's an adult film actress, and Yoshi Abayashi. I don't know if you know him. Nope. He's a Korean comedian. Okay. And um, I really love DVD ASA. It's a great. Uh, Is it a movie podcast? It's not movie. It's they talk about sex on it a lot. Oh, okay. Because she's it's an, an adult category. actress. She's an adult actress, but it's basically they're all um Asian, and so they talk a lot about Asian culture. But then David Cho's very. I mean, he's. Worth two hundred million dollars because he Who famously he? David Cho uh, he uh, painted the walls of Facebook. Uh, he's a famous graffiti artist and yeah. artist, and he painted the walls of Facebook in exchange for stock. Well, little does he know, <laughs> like in a weekend, he became you know that stock uh, worth over two hundred million dollars. So he's. And then the wealthy. next day was worth a hundred million, wasn't it? Who wasn't knows? There some Who sort knows? of trouble. Who knows? But he's he's got money. I mean, is my life. He I'm has he has a lot of money, and so he. I mean that that podcast is 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 great. Um, oh, good. So good, and good. I try to find ones that people. I mean that's the whole purpose of my show is you can discover weird podcasts you'd never had heard about. Right. So right. I try to go for the obscure or podcast I just personally like and Dork Forest was one like you know I wanted to oh. be on forever just because oh, of the nerdiness good. of it. I know it and 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 we haven't been able to get to it and but it's now so, we're, I'm here. We're we're here. Dream so, fulfilled. Dream fulfilled. So you've seen all the Star Trek movies? Yes of course. Yeah. And you've seen most of the Star Trek TV shows? Of course. Or yeah. all of Except them? for Deep Space Nine I haven't watched all of it and I stopped at Enterprise. I just said I'm out. Yeah yeah. Scott Enterprise Dracula. was like yeah what was that? It's like that what's that music at the beginning? Is it a Rod Stewart song or something? <laughs> It's I don't know. Bad. It was, it was, it, it was sort of like fake Firefly. It, it was like, yeah, it was awful. I it was, it. yeah, there was trouble, even though I hear it got a lot better. I yeah. hear it uh, like, like after a couple of seasons, it shook itself free and kind of settled in. Right. But what I, what I, to bring it back to JJ Abrams, I feel like what JJ Abrams did, and he's, he's talked about this, is that he wanted to make Star Trek appealing to people who did not like Star Trek. He wanted actually, it's funny, like all the guys working on it, like the yeah. writers and Damon Lindelof, their goal was like, we want our wives to like this movie. So they actively tried to make it appealing in terms of the character dramas and uh, character dramas. So like, you don't need to care about spaceships and, Laser beams and right. tractor beams and phasers. You don't need to care about any of that stuff to, right. to enjoy it. Well, 
That's because I never thought that Star Trek was about all that stuff. I always thought it was more about the character development than well, anything else. I do think, well, it is about that, but also what I love about Star Trek is it is uh, Star Trek at its core. I think it's a common, it's social commentary, social right. commentary on what's happening at the time. There's so many episodes you can point to, um, that, right. that like our social commentary, most science fiction now doesn't do that at all. And I feel like the real science fiction, true science fiction is like, at least when you look back at like even like early, science fiction writing was, you know, how an advancement in technology affects man or okay. some sort of strange, whether it be time travel, how does this affect the situation? It's, right. it's, it's you know, it's, to me, it's the, the, the best, you know, form of fantasy is that like, like, because it actually asks a question, how would we really deal with this? And yeah. part of the reason I was slightly late coming over here is I had to watch that new Man of Steel trailer, which just came out nine more times because I've, it looks so amazing. They're actually trying to take a real world approach to it. Like Superman just doesn't come to Earth and, hey, we love him. It's like he's an alien from another planet. We have no idea why he's here. So he's okay. not really accepted with open arms. And it's a, it's a different telling of it. It's also – I thought – is it origin story? Is it's it origin about story, but it's a different take on the origin story. It's more modern day, more realistic and also getting in the head so of like – So when he's revealed as super – because I haven't seen any of the trailers for you it. You should see the new trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, but we will not finish this podcast because you will just keep watching it. Okay. Yeah. So when he when he is revealed as Superman, the response is not, thank God he's come. They arrest him. And they arrest like, him and they're like, "Hey, weirdo, you are not from this planet. You're not from this, this planet. What is going on? Who are you? What's what's happening?" So, oh, interesting. So, yeah. So, who I mean, wrote that arc? Wasn't that arc in DC where that was like? I think Lex it was Jeff Luthor? Loeb. Actually, was it the who Loeb? wrote? Yeah, I think he did that where they kind of retooled the origin and brought General Zod into it in an interesting way. Right, and, and then Lex Luthor became president on the back of Superman being uh, and, an alien. Right. 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 So it's, so it's, it's, it's an alien invasion in Lex Luthor's mind. Right. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's more of a, it's, 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 I think it's a more realistic approach and we'll see. I, I, what I do like is he's not trying to remake the original Christopher Reeve Superman with even using this, that Brian Singer movie was terrible. Yeah. There was was, trouble there. Yeah. There was, it was was pretty. It looked nice. It looked good. And I like Brandon Routh as an actor. I think that he actually, having seen him in so many other things now, I really like him. Right. He was much better in everything else. Yeah, exactly. He was was great in everything except for that movie, unfortunately. He sadly was just doing a Christopher Reeve impression that was slightly wooden. But he looked like, but he looked like Christopher Reeve. I mean, Brandon Routh looks like him. He's a handsome man. I mean, you know, so. Sure, sure. Regular features. It's all working out. So, um, but yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, so I like when, Science fiction goes in that direction. I would, I, yeah. I'm sure that that's. Well, what, what do you think? So what, so I love that idea that, that when there is some sort of technology, how it actually affects mankind, how someone it affects sh- the situation. Yeah. Someone should do a science fiction movie about, um, everyone getting like these things you can hold in your hands that just completely start taking up all of your time. So like before there was we, like, an episode of Star Trek where Wesley Crusher was the only one who wasn't addicted to that video game. Yeah, exactly. That one? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what I feel like with our mobile devices now. It's like so hard. It's I, I love to go out. I love to sort of take pictures of people sitting at booths in restaurants where there are like four people and they're all looking at their devices. Yeah. Have That's, you ever – do you know who Karen Kilgariff is? Uh, uh, she is a head writer on Ellen for a while mm-hmm. and then – and uh, but she has been on the dork forest. Her dorkdom, Sandra uh, Bullock. Wow. I and, love Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Oh, and, she's so funny. But Karen Kilgariff, uh, guitar, uh, does songs, does, wow. uh, funny songs. And one of her songs, uh, Greg Barrett produced her album. And one of her songs is, uh, the chorus is, if you have a moment, look at your phone. 
<laughs> and it's a, that is awesome. It's such a great song. Oh. And, uh, and it's just, what are you going to do when the grid goes down? I just, I feel like, and I catch myself doing it where I like look and I'm like, Oh, you are not made of stone. I, and I'm, I'm like sure. <laughs> deleting spam while I'm driving. Why the fuck am I doing that? Oh, wait, right. you can bleep that, right? No, no. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we could, if we're going to admit horrible driving situations, right, cause right. I did, I got a ticket probably three or four months ago. Uh, for, for using checking? my iPad oh my on God. the five and the cop oh, no. was so furious with me. He was livid. He was like, that is worse than your phone. And I said, we, I almost tried to defend myself. And then I was like, <laughs> I don't have a defense, right. but, but we were at stopped when I used it. I mean, right. but what I've done since is I have put my iPad away yes. anyway, and I am hands-free with the phone. And uh, if I'm on the phone, but yeah, I'm I like, I don't like talking on the phone while I'm driving just because I feel like it's just a distraction. It's like, I get it way into the conversation. Oh, it is a distraction. And then I, but th- that's why it's like, you were talking about listening to episodes of truth. I'm actually similar, but lazy with that. I have a DVD player in my car and I listen to DVD commentaries and, or I will oh. listen to my favorite movies. So I put the movie on. I'm not looking at the player. The player's like just in the back or whatever. Right. I, but I run it through my audio system. And so I just oh, listen nice. to movies. So similar thing to you, but I didn't do that step. I mean, that's Where amazing. You didn't rip them. Yeah, you know, the, I have wow. a DVD ripper, uh, which will just rip the audio off the DVD. I love that. I know it's I from China. That. And, um, <laughs> Very tempted, very tempted. But, um, the whole thing is, is I remember I was, I, I was listening to something. I think I was listening to a book on tape, uh, on my, through my car. And then I love books on tape. I'm very well listened. Yeah. Are you well? Oh, uh, well listened. <laughs> I love to listen to books. I, what, do, what do you like to listen to? Uh, just a Chuck Palahniuk. I mean, right now I'm Chuck li- Palahniuk. Yeah. What's he written? Stuff. You know, Fight Club and, and oh, okay. Survivors, oh, one of my guy. favorites. Okay. Yeah, Diary. Um, lullaby. I mean, he's just his stuff. Is right, right. Really is are are they all? Um, I th- although I, I the, the, so probably, the, you know what? I'm probably mispronouncing it. Considering the, the amount of time I mispronounce your name, oh, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing Polonic. But but you know, he he. I mean, it's, but they're, Survivor's they're, one of my favorites. If you could listen to Survivor, it's, it's aren't they like midlife coming of age stories? Kind of. No, no, not at all. They're dark, weird. You have no idea. You can't trust the narrator because you don't know who they really are in the story. Oh, Things twist, and usually you have to listen to the very, very end to to unravel exactly what's going on. And Survivor is one of the best twists ever if it's ever put into a, into a movie. I mean, if they ever make a movie of Survivor, it'll be brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. To me, better, better than Fight Club. It's it's incredible. Survivor. Okay. I saw Fight um, Club. Yeah, Fight Club was amazing. I mean, I, so. I know so many men of, of just of every age, I think, but it's there's there's something so viscerally that connects with guys yeah. that they're like this it changed my life it was yeah. the most important i mean that's a movie i watch I once a, once a year maybe every couple months depending on what i'm going through it just feels like it resonates with men in a way i mean cuz i liked it i mean mm-hmm. i i i enjoyed it i was like oh i get it uh but i didn't i don't think i get it i think that there is something happening on a cellular level you don't with men folk punching another person's face Punching my own face <laughs> is where I think it falls apart. Right. I mean, and it's not that I'm not beating myself up, people, uh, right. but it's, it's, there is something, yeah, there is a, there is a disconnect as I, as I get older and I can see things just from a little bit of a distance. You know how, like, as you, do you feel this as, as you get a little older, I can uh-huh. see, I don't see the racism. I don't see, I see the differences between races. Right. And I see the differences between men and women. And I, it's not like, it's not, it doesn't feel like the knee jerk racism. It doesn't feel like knee jerk sexism. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like anything that is just a reaction from being taught as a child. Right. It feels like a very real, oh, that's what 
happens when black women gather. This is what happens when white women gather. And so it's, it's, what, it, wait, what, what happens? What does happen? Well, it's a secret. Yeah. And, uh, when white women gather, when white women gather, when, why won't that be the name of my next album? Yeah. Um, I was just on Tignataro's podcast uh-huh. at, with David Huntsberger. I didn't uh, know that she did a podcast. Yeah, it's called Professor Blastoff. Wow. And it's ostensibly who, who, sciencey. Isn't it, wouldn't it be easier if we made a list of comedians that don't do podcasts? You would think, except for, I mean, I think everybody's doing them now, but, yeah. uh, but they're super fun. Why yeah. wouldn't, why wouldn't you? Yeah, Whenever exactly. anyone says I want to do a podcast, I'm like, you should, you should do one. And, uh, because ever people are like, well, I don't, what if it's not good? And I was like, well, then you'll stop doing it. It turns out it's, it's like when, when so, one of my nieces or nephews told me they wanted to be a lawyer, but there were too many lawyers. And I was like, yeah, but you wouldn't be a shitty lawyer. Right. I mean, no, if you want to be a lawyer, be a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. And then be the best lawyer you can. <laughs> if you want to have a podcast, have a podcast for the love of Christ. Well, it is, it is a way to like kind of work out material in, in a sense. I mean, it's a way to, you to know, bring up premises anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And to just sort of keep active in the game. It's just like, you know, why you get on stage, you're just like constantly honing the craft. And it's, it's also, it's like a great community thing, especially in the comedy community. I mean, I love I mean, to hear myself talk. Yeah. Exactly. And it's good to get your, you know, your brand out there. I mean, you could do like two minutes at the top of your show, plug mm-hmm. all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And throw that. Or, yeah, you mm-hmm. could. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to get mine down to two minutes. That's the thing is like, uh, I, I talk too much about the stuff that I'm, I'm up to. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is, okay. So Podcrash, is it podcrash.com? Pod, with podcrash.net. .net. Okay. Podcrash.net will take you to everything, but, but it's, it's, you know, me as a guest on another. So, but I only use clips. I use highlights because I want you to listen to the show. Okay. And then it just, it's just me on other shows and it's talking, me talking about a variety of topics, but also like then you get a taste of the show. Right. So, so and then is there a chrisgore.com? There is chrisgore.com. That I do okay. have. So you can get everything. And I've got like, I've got this comedy album coming out this summer called Celebrities Poop. Okay. That's right. And then you, ha- and you're on a, Twitter. The right. Com- at that Chris Gore. I'm at uh, that, that Chris, Chris Gore. Gore. That? Not that the Chris, no, Chris Gore? Yeah, I'm just that Chris, that, Gore. Chris Gore. that Chris Gore. That Chris Gore. Cause it's Excellent. certainly, yeah, I, cause I was kind of always called that. Even like as a kid, like in high school, <laughs> like, Oh, that Chris Gore. Like a, like a derisive, <laughs> like, oh, what did I do? Well, that like, feels charming. Yeah. Feels so supportive. I don't know. I think it was just because I was a smart ass. Oh, kind fair of enough. Smart ass, you fair know? enough. I mean, I think this is kind of a rare story. You don't hear this a lot, but someone who does comedy who was a class clown. You were the class clown? I, I was definitely the cl- I mean, yeah, but Interesting. Like, to the point where, yeah, I was disruptive and sure. yeah, in ways that That's not, what the class clown is. Yeah. Disruptive yep. and challenging mm-hmm. the teacher and. Doing things that were pointless jokes and right. starting weird underground fanzines and just like anything that would be like a disruptive <laughs> right. thing that would throw, I don't know. It would make everyone's job harder. Right. Right. Good yeah. for you. Good yeah. for you for building a yeah. – and a, from the ground up. Okay. So – but I'm going to get back to Star Wars here briefly. Let's get back. Because I liked – because what I was saying was that I like what you what, what, what you picked on that Star Trek thing. Is, is that it was a look at the, the, the technology. What do you think the heart of Star Wars is? It's, well, I mean, really, it's. What did you love about Star Wars? What do you look forward to? I think it's that's. What story wise? I, I think the purpose wise. The thing that resonated with everybody, I'm talking about the original movie. Right. Is wanting to leave and go on an adventure. Want to leave this small town. This is why, because I mean, suburbs, you know, well, now the suburbs are crumbling and you can get, you know, I mean, you better get out. Yeah, get, yeah, so, so it was, it's, it's, I think it's that, I mean, it was very also spiritual. 
Um, you know, like the force, the force. Yeah. It's like, Hey, if you believe in yourself, you can move something. You really believe this. You can move, you can get really good with a lightsaber. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, you can, you can, I mean, it was that, that, that sort of journey or it spoke to, it spoke in a way, in a religious way, in a way that wasn't like actual religion, which I think is a man-made creation. Right. So wait, but as is Star Wars, but you know, but I mean, (laughs) it's, it's, it spoke to that, like, Hey, I can, if I focus on a goal, I can. I can achieve that. You don't be, you don't believe in the force, do you? Uh, you don't yeah. believe in the force. The whole thing is that that belief in the force and well, going you don't on this thing. And it was Luke's journey and his whole wanting to leave home and then it's a tragic way. I mean, and then and then it's all flipped and Empire Strikes Back and then I think the movies are downhill from there. You know, now it's just we're sort of you know now it's just all about the just repeating and doing more well, Empire, of the stuff we like. Well, I think Empire Strikes Back was the boot camp sequence, right? So then. Well, yeah, like that, the whole training and yeah, a lot dun, of that. Is, I mean, yeah, it was like a Rocky-like moment. You yeah, know, well, he was going to face like, the champ. Yeah, and then lose, you know. And then so, lose, so. And then return and, and win, and then it's, you know. And then it's away. weird. Yeah. But yeah, so. But, you, I, but the one thing I really miss about Star Wars is actually just waiting in line with other people and talking about Star Wars. I, I miss that sort of camaraderie, miss like meeting up with the tribe. And, I, and when Lucas was like, well, Star Wars is done. It's like, no, I, there's, I have an issue of Time Magazine right. from 1980 where you said there'd be 12 movies or nine movies. It was right. supposed to be three trilogies, nine movies, you big liar. And then, of course, he sells it to Disney and, and we'll see where it goes from there. We'll see where it goes. I'm sure there's going to be hundreds of films now. But uh, what yeah. I'm hoping, I can only hope, and I've said this before, is that George Lucas is sitting at his home thinking to himself, how can I fix American Graffiti? No, he's is already there done some it. way? Oh, he's that digitally. Could... He digitally Has he tweaked American uh, Graffiti. You don't know this? I do not know. He this. re-released it. I've been making this joke for for years. Oh, um, you're not joking. I'm not um, joking. He fucked with American look at, look, Graffiti. Go on Amazon and look at the various editions on DVD. He did release it limited theatrical release on its anniversary, and then put out a DVD. And um, you might hate this. Anakin's speedster from the beginning of Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. The speedster is the vehicle that he steals on Coruscant and then chases down the bounty hunter that tried to kill Padme. Oh, I'm well-versed even in the movies I don't like right. of, of the Star Wars films. Um, that speedster, the yellow speedster, he yeah. jumps in it, right? And then grabs Obi-Wan and then they're chasing the yeah. bounty hunter. And Okay, that speedster is in American Graffiti. He digitally put it at the uh, Mel's... Uh, the, I feel the, like you're lying. I am not lying. You I will, are, we're going to we Google were, image it. What's your Wi-Fi? And, uh, what's your Wi-Fi? A, my Wi-Fi password in L. It's Gotham City Free Wi-Fi is my Wi-Fi. It's your Andy Wi-Fi and Jackie. Is, Andy and Jackie, all lowercase. Nothing? Not Dork Forest HQ? Not like... No, no. It's not Panera Bread. It uh, isn't anything. You have it's to... Uh, <laughs> all right. Now we have to have another... You have to rename your Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi network? You have to rename it. Because re, when you look... I, I Oh, I took time doing this. I actually researched, you know, top Wi-Fi, uh, you know, like what are some of the best, like the funniest. Oh, right. You got to look. Oh, okay. Got, well, because Pete Lee, who those is are hilarious. A, a comic from uh, Minneapolis, has been on the program. Go back in time. Yeah, yeah. Much like when Sean DeBoer was on. He was yeah. on the Acme 20. Anyway, he um, his Wi-Fi is Panera Bread because he lives above a highway mm-hmm. in New York City. And so... His wife is walking down in their apartment building. He's walking down the aisle and, uh, the, co- the corridor and one of their neighbors says, Hey, Jamie, did you know that there's a Panera bread around here somewhere? <laughs> and she's like, No, Pete's a dick. And, uh, he wants people to get off the highway and think there's a Panera bread around here. Oh my and, God. Yeah. 
And that's hilarious. Yeah, that's why he does it because Pete wow. Lee's hilarious. Wow. No, I like. Yeah. Well, I like doing stupid crap like that too. Sure, I feel like sure. The hilarity never ends. We would get along, but but yeah. So you're what? So we will go on the internet, post the show, and in the show notes, that is the meanest. George Lucas has you, lost his tiny will, lizard mind. You're going to see in the show notes the a photograph of Anakin Speedster that was digitally put into American Graffiti. In the, I hate in the him. cut that's, that you can get I on mean, it's Blu-ray. his movie, but Jesus He H. also digitally uh, recreated THX 1138. This is a guy that's like, I guess I feel like he's the kind of guy that really- He has no new stories to tell. He has yeah. to just go fuck with his old stories? Yeah, and then I feel like he really could have used the writing help on those Star Wars prequels. We, we won't get into that. We don't want to get into the, the prequels and all, all well, that Well, yeah, stuff. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you know, I, I try, there is a very real- <laughs> There's a very real thing where I try to let people have their moment, you know? It's his thing. He he can break his own toy if he wants. It's right. his toy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but my, it meant a lot to me too, Also, you it's know? weird because, like, you know, I, I had the opportunity once to interview Gary Kurtz. Gary Kurtz is the producer of the original Star Wars. Okay. He also produced The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Excuse me. And then they had a falling out. And George Lucas's movies were, you know, George, Gary Kurtz, along with um, Lucas's then wife, were, were the only two people who could say no to George. Okay. He surrounds himself with yes men, and this is what we get, you know. Right. Uh, 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 a mess. This, a mess, exactly. So, so Gary Kurtz said he was very polite, very respectful of George when I was asking when the special editions of Star Wars came out, when they yeah. replaced almost every shot in Star Wars special effect shot with <laughs> right. a digitally changed shot. He said that he didn't mind them fixing mat lines and things that were incorrect, you know, and sure. it could be, you know, fixed. Um, but he, what he did mind is that because the rebel assault, the rebel attack on the Death Star, they had changed a lot of those shots, the music cues were off. Ah. So if you watch the original, you have your original VHSs, and then you watch like the special edition, the music doesn't match the action on screen because ah. it was very carefully orchestrated. It turns out. By John yeah. Williams, but also cut. To the action of the music by the and editors, he ignored it. Yeah, the editor being his wife, who so won Marsha Lucas, who won the Oscar, one of the few Oscars Star Wars won, because it was nominated for Best Picture in 1977. It won for Best Editing, mm. and after Marsha Lucas got her Oscar, George said to her, "I guess you're a pretty good editor." Oh Jesus! True story. Uh, true story. Another true story. great story that makes George Lucas look like the biggest tool bag on the planet. Well. I don't know just about Star Wars. I know way too much about the making of Star Wars. And what, yeah, one, one of the one of the um, best books. If if anyone else is yeah. curious and would like to um, dork out about Star Wars in ways that are amazing, there's a, there's a great book. Um, it's not you won't find it in stores, but it's it's really the most authoritative and real account of the making of Star, Star Wars, Wars called Empire Building. Okay. And it's more from Gary Kurtz's point of view. It talks about the development of Flash Gordon. Okay. That George Lucas originally wanted to make Flash Gordon. He just wanted to make Flash Gordon and like make an adventure. It was going to be Flash Gordon. Wanted to make right. those old, you know, Buster Crab, uh, serials. Did you right, ever watch he's, those? Yeah. Cause I he's, he's of that age. He's right. of that age. He wanted to he, make. He that. grew up with those. I saw him in reruns and I saw it because Flash Gordon played before Saturday Night Live in Detroit. Started at 11 p.m. There'd be episodes of Flash Gordon and then SNL was on 11.30. And if I didn't fall asleep, I could watch SNL. I remember doing everything I could just to stay up, like taking rags of cold water, putting them on my face. I'm nine years old. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to stay up <laughs> past 11.30. I'm going to see SNL. I just, so, I just love crazy. Flash Gordon, which they played at Saturday afternoons yeah. in Wisconsin. So he and wanted, he wanted to make Flash Gordon. 
it were all these issues with the rights. They were trying to tell him what to do. And he's like, ah, forget it. I'll just write my own thing. And then it was like years of writing this thing called the Star Wars. I mean, the early 70s was him like just coming up with ideas that were just out of his life. You know, Chewbacca was his famously his dog. The R2-D2 was real to dialogue to, which was a reel of audio that was handed to him while the, they were cutting the sound for American Graffiti. Okay. Oh, pass me R2-D2. Okay. Real to D dialogue okay. too. Oh wow. That's where that came from. So all of his are just all of How his. How about C3PO? Anything? I have no idea where that came okay. from. Okay. But, uh, but he's, I mean, there's a lot of those These kinds of bizarre awesome stories, but, but Millennium Falcon was based, of course, on the shape of a hamburger. I mean, George Lucas loves hamburgers. What? The shape okay. of the Millennium Falcon is like, you know, like a hamburger. Yeah. It's just like a hamburger. It's shaped like a hamburger. I mean, look yeah. at the Millennium Falcon. It's a circle. It's got the little thing on it, but that's, it's a shape of a hamburger. <laughs> it's a circle. And he said, make it look like a hamburger. I'm serious. I'm not. This is a, no, no. So, I know. Empire awesome. Building is a great book about all of those like untold stories. I think now George Lucas has completely not only recut the movies. Here's what's even more heinous. He's re he's changed the story of the behind the scenes of the movies where certain people like Gary Kurtz's contributions are not mentioned. The conflicts behind the scenes were not mentioned. The fact that Harrison Ford, you know, basically they stopped filming because he goes, Han Solo would never say I love you, too. I right. would never say it. They stopped shooting and George Lucas is screaming on the phone to Gary Kurtz as footage is coming back from London. Gary Kurtz is in London along with Irving Kirshner. They're making Empire Strikes Back. Right. George Lucas is in his best capacity. I think he's executive producer, but he's directing the second unit, all the second unit stuff and the special effects, meaning like anyone that's in a cockpit like this. Yeah. That's directed Robin by around. George Lucas. Oh, and Jesus. All this amazing. If you get those Star Wars Blu-rays and you yeah. break them out, look in the behind the scenes. There's some great stuff of. It's just people in cockpits and all this like unused footage of them. Like, and you hear how dumb some of the stuff is. You can hear like, like, so he was directing all that. But George Lucas is screaming on the phone saying, you're ruining my movie. You're ruining my movie because they were changing the script. Yeah. And Harrison Ford stopped production. He goes, Han Solo would never, when she says, Carrie Fisher is about to put in carbon. Oh, he's going into carbonite. carbonite. I love you. I know that was Harrison. That was them stopping for a day and then come figuring out that's what he says. And it's yeah. one of the best moments in the movie. It is no special effects. It's a guy saying a line of dialogue, which is what it should be. It's special effects are just a tool to tell a story, which is what George Lucas's full philosophy was at the beginning. Right. There you are correct. You yes. are correct. Yes. You, I, you are I'm right. I'm excited that I, there's a possibility I could be mentioned in the amendment to your joke. Oh, uh, Oh, so right. here you are doing right. stand-up, and you're in Baltimore, and you're like, so George Lucas, blah, blah. But then I had this buddy on my podcast, this friend of mine. Uh, Who told me that he actually did Fakakta, yeah, yeah, the whole damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, yeah. And, and I've never – You don't actually, have to mention my name. Just a guy. <laughs> Make up like a thing. You know, but I never, I've never done that dude. on stage. I've never talked about American Graffiti on stage. No, but, so, but that's a joke that you've done. So you no, haven't talked about it. No, no. that joke. No, I don't do a lot of material on the Dork Forest because then when people come to see me do stand-up, then, then right. it's all new. Right. You know, and then, uh, hopefully, except for that, you know, uh, the, lots of rangers of the dork forest have seen so many shows of mine now that they can do my act with me, which is why I wow. have to oh, write material fun. a lot. Oh, that's fine. And it's like, let's write some material. And, uh, I feel like the American graffiti thing could be a thread. It could be a thing. You sure. should do a whole George Lucas rant. I could do a George Lucas rant. I'm, I'm doing, uh, I want to do more conventions and stuff. Like I got to do Convergence last year. Oh, wow. Which is a Minneapolis science fiction convention in, uh, in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And I got to do stand up and then interview Bill Willingham from Fables. Uh, oh, wow. on an episode of The Dork Forest. And then I'm so going to- So did you do it live? Like, yeah. Do like, yeah. No, yeah, I've, I've done theater. that as well. I've done it like- Isn't Phoenix that neat? Wonder Con- yeah, WonderCon with like 400 people. That's uh, so Adrian cool. Curry is my guest. 
Oh, wow. It's one of my episodes that's not a crash, so to speak. It's just me having guests and Yoshi Abayashi was on there as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it's fun. I love doing it. And live. you're doing Phoenix Comic Con? Doing Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah, I'm going to be doing, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just found out that I'm and doing Dragon Con? A uh, Dragon Con. Yeah, I'm doing Dragon Con for sure. Wow. And probably Comic Con in San Diego. If not at, you know, the convention center doing an event in and around the city because you know how crazy that gets. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to get a panel now. I've been doing panels there for over 20 years, but it's so, it's not as fun as it used to be because it's just now been co-opted so, by Hollywood. And so crowded. It's too I crowded, just, yeah. I, I in the last seven take... years, it's just been insane. You know, I did do, um, I did Tom Frank. I don't know if you know Tom Frank. He's, uh, no, I don't know him. Oh, you don't know? Yeah. He has, but I, uh, for a moment, I thought I did. He's the greatest action figure. He's the giantest. He's amazing. Anyway, he's, he's been on the box. show. He's, he, he <laughs> is. And, uh, he is, uh, he had a stand up show at Comic Con one year and he said, Hey, I, I talked to this toy company, this Japanese toy company. We can do a stand up show in their booth. And I was like, so we're going to yell at people as they walk by the booth? Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, you can do a podcast. You can do a podcast because people can kind of listen and check out. But doing stand-up in that context, I did. It was amazing. Did, did it, it worked. Did it work? Cause I, it was I dumb, did, I did but it thing, was amazing. I did a thing called, called cosplay con because I do this thing where I do stand-up dressed as characters from fic, from yeah, fantasy. Yeah. So I dress as, imagine this. I have nothing on. <laughs> what? Imagine right now I have nothing Noodly. on except for a, a tiny pair of blue briefs, sh- okay. shiny blue spandex briefs, a white belt with a number four on it. Okay. I'm holding a cigar clenched in my teeth. Okay. And I get up and I say, uh, you know, cosmic rays are really unpredictable. It happens to a lot of superheroes. Were you uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the fire guy? Exactly. Obvi- obviously it's not, obviously it's not clobber in time. No, I'm the thing. Oh, the I'm thing. Ben Grimm, the thing. Okay. I hope the Yancey Street Gang isn't here. So I do, I do a whole stand up as Ben Grimm, but a depowered Ben Grimm. Because what okay. happened in the comic books, it'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. he would lose his powers, and he's just a guy in underwear. Yeah, he's just a guy because he, he likes to run around with that rock. You know, he's he's got that these sort of blue shorts. Yeah. So whenever he loses powers, you just be like. I, am I ready for the beach? What am I doing? I, right, right. Tiniest I, speedo ever. Yeah. Incredible. So I would just wear that. I've worn that at Dragon Con. Then I do, uh, Batman, but Batman, like he just got off work. So okay. I am like, look like I'm like, <laughs> my ass kicked. I've got a black eyes, blood everywhere. My suit's ripped up. Um, I, I do Namor, the Submariner. Okay. So I, it's the same kind of thing as Ben Grimm. I'm just wearing green shorts and I have, uh, flip flops with wings on them because okay. I am. Prince Namor, <laughs> ruler of Atlantis. So you do a character stand-up. I, we call it cosplay comedy. And okay. I perform with this group called Comic Book Live at I.O. West in Hollywood. Okay. And we monthly do this show. But we started a spin-off show called Cosplay Comedy yeah. where we dress as – one of the guys in our comedy group dresses as the governor from Walking Dead. Okay. And does stand-up and is freaking hilarious. Do you know Asterios Kokonos? No. He has been on the program as well. He was a Pokemon dork and uh and he Whoa. has he's got a character where he wears Admiral Akbar's hat or his face oh, really? mask and uh he does uh he does stand up as Admiral Akbar and he sells an app. It's a trap app. It's and a trap app. I'm getting app. the app. Uh it is hilarious and uh Asterius Kokodos is a great comic anyway, so, uh, he always makes me happy. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you, you should, uh, if you, ha- if you have any rotations in your, in your cosplay comedy, you should do Asterios Kokodos. I'm gonna stop writing things down because I'm just gonna visit the show now. We'll talk now. I'm gonna visit the show now. Yeah, we'll so, talk. so yeah, so, so wow, so that's, I love, I love that. So like doing this sort of stand up in yeah. a character is something that goes over really well at conventions. Yeah. Um, but well, you can only sustain for so long, like stand up, it's, it's like, yeah, you convergence, know. Convergence, doing stand up at that convergence thing, cause mm-hmm. stand 
stand-up records had a had a stage, and I did stand-up one night. Mm-hmm. But the stage was funny because it was all local Minneapolis comics mm-hmm. performing for um, everyone at the science fiction convention, right? Mm-hmm. Well, both everybody super shy. Like the comics were like super like, are they going to like my comedy? And everyone who came to see the show were like, you're not going to make fun of us. This is our safe space. And, uh, and it was no, and the comics were like, no, no, we're psyched. We're psyched. We're here. We're psyched. We're here. And so it was a beautiful moment of, of comedy at these conventions. I think it's a, a huge, it could happen, right? I think, it could yeah, be I think, a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, we've done with our, with our group at comic book live, we perform, um, we performed the Batman holiday special, right. which was me as Batman, like doing a bad holiday special from like the seventies yeah. with like, who's at the door? Bane, what are you doing here? Uh. <laughs> so it's like all the villains, it's the, awesome. you know, Jim Gordon's there and they're yes. drinking eggnog. Don't call it eggnog. It's Batnog. Because Batman's mission is to, Batman's mission is to fight crime and to rename everything with a bat in front of it. So you're drinking bat nog. So yeah, so, so we did yes. the Batman holiday special. We performed Star Wars episode seven. Yeah. The Phantom Hope. Yeah, we put videos online too. And oh then, good. And then, uh, we also did Are the there Walking links Dead. To that? Yeah, well, okay. yeah, I could email you some links. Yeah, yeah. The Walking Dead series finale and I'm about to perform as Khan. In Star Trek, actually, we I, we just shot these. We do these little videos to kind of open the show. So the opening of the show is sort of the beginning of Star Trek, and, and then you, you you see Captain Kirk talking about, hey, this is about the story about the time I met this guy uh, Carl or what's his name uh, Craig or oh Khan, that's guy Khan. Yeah. Cut to the end of the Mataro Nebula where uh, Khan and Kirk are having that shootout, sure. and the Reliant blows up, and then you cut to me inside of the destroyed spaceship. Okay, right. it's all shot on green screen. I'm dressed as Khan with a huge chess piece. I'll show yeah. you pics. Um, and rather than set off the Genesis devi- device, you hear the music of Huey Lewis and the news from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Gotta go back in time. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I take my watch, I press this button, boop, 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 and I go back in time. And I and in the show, I'll be visiting Kirk at his proudest moments and screwing him up. Oh, okay. So as Khan, so I'll, I'll uh, for example, maybe really, I'm so at, Khan didn't go back in time. Maybe I'm that at, frozen. That frozen planet, so that he could he could eat not one that, of those not bugs. That. Okay. But I would go back in time to say Starfleet Academy, and it's like yeah. Kirk, Kirk, the yogurt in the fridge labeled Kirk. I ate it. Yes, I ate your yogurt. <laughs> so Khan is like the worst yeah. roommate ever yeah. to Kirk. So he's really getting his revenge, but in kind of lame ways. Right, right. So that's our show uh, this Saturday, actually. Oh, this very Saturday. So, well, this so Saturday probably. Be... Well, by the time this posts, it won't be. It will be. A, been in the past. Right. And a little time travel switch. A little time travel. A little time travel switch in the past. For us. But we might have the video what? up on YouTube. Right. And where is it going to be this Saturday? Uh, at iOS in Hollywood. Oh, that's right. So you're just going to perform. Yeah. So do you perform at iOS on a I do perform, perform there. I've done stand up there. I've done other comedy shows. And I do my podcast there live uh, once a month. But, cool. but I feel like, may I ask you this? When you perform in LA, you're kind of trying stuff out. Because all the audiences, there's so many entertainment choices here because everybody's here. Yeah. LA audience they, is spoiled. They like to see, they, they, they don't, they don't want, they don't want, to, they don't want you to go to the vault. They want you, they want you to do something new. Right. So what I like, what I've seen. Which is, is a gift. That, yeah. yeah. Is, is, you know, that when I travel out of town, it's like, wow, I attract a way, lar- much larger audience. Yeah. A much more enthusiastic audience, not as a jaded audience. So. Right, right. They're just, yeah. They're, yeah it's, it's the, the great thing about stand up in LA is that you can try new stuff and the audience is like, where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah, with that? exactly. It's awesome. And, um, American graffiti. What? How did he screw it up? How? But that fact that I just told you, I guarantee almost no one knows that. Yeah. If you talked about that in your act, 
that would be a thing. I mean, like that's a whole. I would what? infuriate hundreds of people across the thousands if, of people across even, the earth. George thought he was being clever. Like, isn't it funny? My little wink, wink, nod, nod. Like, you know, R two D two and C three PO in the hieroglyphics. Ever clever. It's in the hieroglyphics, R2-D2 and C-3PO in the hieroglyphics in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a barely visible, you can't, but it's like, it's not distract. I mean, but that was done originally. Spielberg yeah. and Lucas worked that in. This is something he did digitally in 30 post. years later. It's the worst. Yeah. It's, it's the, the worst. worst. Yeah, it's awful. In other news, uh, get original versions of American Graffiti and Star Wars and enjoy them uh, with your friends and family. Uh, rip the audio. Rip the audio put, and listen to it in the car, which put, is totally fun. Rip, rip the audio, put them on cassette. And then listen to them in your car with your cassette player. Yes. Go back in time, get a cassette player. <laughs> and uh, Chris Gore, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Jack, it was a long time coming. Here I am. And, and here I we think, are. Thank you so much. I really, really applaud. I, I knew. And here's what I love. You're as big a nerd and a dork as we're just both dorking out together. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I yeah. love. These are these, these are easy ones. These are yeah. easy ones. And uh, and I'll put everything in the notes. Everybody should go to uh, chrisgore.com. And uh, Pod Crash is super fun. Videos and everything will be linked. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we. You. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?